You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. Mary set out in those days and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Most blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Already shared with you that in our spiritual exercises last week, we were in Ein Karem, or Ein Karem, they say here. And Ein Karem is the village outside of Jerusalem where Zechariah and Elizabeth's memory is retained and held, where John the Baptist was born, where Our Lady went in today's gospel to visit Elizabeth. It's amazing, this beautiful act of charity has inspired so many kind deeds toward women who are pregnant. Relatives, friends, neighbors, come and help. And she was older, and how much she would have needed that help, that assurance, that uh, readiness to help. Maybe she would also have the burden of the pregnancy in her age. It could have been even more um, taxing for her person. And then to find Mary showing up to help. This is very, very beautiful. And One of the big fruits of this contemplation of Mary and Elizabeth in this moment is the Order of the Visitation Sisters, uh, founded by St. Vincent de Paul, I think. And um, I don't remember the name of the woman. Uh, I have it half, but if I try to say it, I'll say it wrong, so I I will omit saying it. And uh, just imagine all the work this congregation of women have done all over the world since that time, hundreds of years ago. And so <clears throat> we can ask, what's the grace for us? And in Ein Karim also, it, Ein Karim, I'm used to saying Ein Karim, and I'm learning I'm supposed to say Ein Karim. And there were so many flowers And it's kind of premature that they're flowering already, also now up here on Mount Arbel. And so many flowers blooming. And this is the language, the poetic language of the Song of Songs, a love song. And the human life of love between man and woman, the couple who fall in love, this is not just a metaphor, it's a participation in the love springing from God that he put into creation and particularly into those created in his image and likeness. And so this love is a participation in the love of God for humanity. And this becomes 
in a way, the structure of God's language with his people. And he calls Israel, you are my bride. And this is the language of the prophets, uh, Hosea and others uh, speaking to sometimes the spouse who is not faithful. I will take you back. This is the language of this union of man and woman is an expression of God's plan for humanity and his love for the church, Christ's love for the church, because that relationship comes to full maturity when Christ is incarnate and he gives his life to his last drop of blood for his spouse. If we see Mary going to visit Elizabeth, this is like another ray of light of dawn that we see first, but it's God coming to visit humanity in the incarnation. Why did God become, the word become flesh? To come to meet us in our needs, in our horrendous needs. Uh, it's amazing when we meet people uh, who maybe life is going on long normally and they don't need anything. And then you get a phone call or a WhatsApp or a message and now they've just been diagnosed with cancer. And suddenly life that seems so secure becomes so fragile. And we are, our deep needs are exposed. And we constantly carry the deep needs. And most of the time we're not aware of it. But when death approaches, when the COVID was widespread, when violence breaks out anywhere on streets in the city, in different countries, uh, people get nervous. And there we have our faith in God because he loves us and he comes to meet us in our needs. This is very, very powerful. And it's really the big message here. And how much God loves, how much the church is longing for for union with God, how much God wants us to be united with him. Exalt you just in the Lord, sing to him a new song. There's another big theme in today's gospel reading, and that is the Ark of the Covenant. What was in the Ark of the Covenant? Great signs of God's love, a portion of the manna, the tablets of the law, uh, the rod of Aaron that had sprouted. And these realities were in the Ark of the Covenant. And they are signs of God's love for his people. The manna is a very understandable, tangible sign. Maybe sometimes we see the commandments in a negative way, but actually they are our freedom. When we were hiking yesterday, one of the priests didn't want to take an offer of sticks he said, no, I prefer to go free. And I said, I'm much freer when I have sticks because I have support in different places. I can move faster on rougher ground. And if there's a, a spot that's difficult or I step on soft ground, you know, today we were in another spot. We did a little hike in the morning and you lost your foot control, but the sticks immediately gave you the support. You had greater freedom. They, the commandments of God are like that. They give us more freedom. They don't take our freedom away. They give us more freedom to, imagine a society where you'd be stealing all the time when people would be lying all the time. You're not free, you're completely, who's going to, who's going to get me now? 
And so the commandments, living the commandments, gives us freedom to be relaxed, to be in a society where we do good to each other and not harm to each other. And so this great, beautiful presence of God, uh, presence in the sense of gifts and presence in the sense of his being with us, Emmanuel with us as God, uh, is, comes to a zenith of fullness in Mary's womb because she's carrying the word incarnate. And so the Ark of the Covenant is another way to see Mary as she's coming and Elizabeth recognizes the presence and particularly John the Baptist, he's the one. Elizabeth sees Mary, but John the Baptist recognizes Jesus and he leaps in her womb. How many mothers have told stories about the child the first time they kicked him, you know? When when is the first time you kicked your mom? I asked a man this morning, a Jewish guy here, he's kind of agnostic atheist, you know? And he was thinking, and he said, I was only one minute old. I gave her a kick, you know. <laughs> and I said, well, maybe you did it before that. And then he realized, probably in the womb. And so this is a very human, this is so human. And in, in Karim, there's a beautiful representation, two statues, of, two statues of Mary and Elizabeth really close together. Their tummies are almost touching because they're expressing the pregnancy, the artists in these statues. And it's very beautiful to see this, this gift of life. The infant leaped in her womb. You know, the liturgy is taking us into the excitement of Christmas that's approaching right now. Let us prepare our hearts and let the Holy Spirit inspire us. Let us not be inert, mute, and dull. Let us, we need to work with the Holy Spirit. We need to offer opportunity. We need to ponder. We need to enter into the mysteries and ask for the grace that these mysteries come alive in us in these days. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.